September 2, the 245th day of 2021. There are 120 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook. Watch on YouTube Live. And the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. It's going to be a gorgeous day weather-wise. We'll tell you about that. We're rolling toward a Labor Day weekend. We'll have the water cooler question, and it will be day number 19 of Where's Quacky? That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I feel like I haven't seen you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we parted company right? um, yesterday, uh, middle of the day or so, yeah. and then uh, saw you finally this morning. At, uh, you're like, well, hey, look yeah. at you. Uh, yeah, to tell you more about my uh, adventure in in just a couple of seconds. Uh, you are a big fan of board games. Did you play any board games in my absence last evening? You all have any board games out? No, not board games. You Do you have a favorite board game? Well, it depends on who I'm playing with. Okay. If it's little kids, Candyland. All right. Um, I love Yahtzee. Do you like Clue? I, I know you love the movie Clue. Love do you Clue. like the game Clue? Yes. All right. Chess tops the list of top-selling board games of all time. I mean, yeah, I can see that. Chess is, you know, it's been around for a long time. Followed by Checkers, Backgammon, then Monopoly, Scrabble, Clue, Trivial Pursuit, Battleship. Oh. you got to admit, I'm pretty good at Battleship. You really are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Candyland and the Game of Life. So, yeah, some of the best board games are on that uh, on that list. I understand why they are top selling. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award, two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Falls of Rough. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I carry to you special greetings from all your former neighbors from northern Kentucky. I was through there last evening twice, and they all, every one of them to a T, said, please tell uh, young Sam Gormley we said hello. Did you stop and get some Skyline for me? I did not stop and get some Skyline. I did say Florence, y'all. Okay, when well, I went by the water tower. I, I lived, grew up right by there. I was there not just a few days ago. All right, so I went up that way, came down the Newport side, mm-hmm. looped back in on 275, and held my breath the entire time I was in Ohio. 
Okay, I mean, that might be. I was untrue. gonna say, I thought you were gonna say you held your breath when you were in Newport. No, no, say, New, New, Newport's fine. New, Newport has fine, clean air, and you can breathe deeply. A, but north of the river, though, you gotta just shallow breaths and don't Newport's take. Newport's got a really deep can. history with a mob too. It's See, really I, interesting. I read yeah. about that. Uh-huh. Um, great night at Great American Ballpark. It's always a great night when the Reds win. Uh, the Reds, the Reds did win. Uh, I mean, they. It was a great night. It wasn't a great afternoon. Because the Reds didn't win yesterday afternoon. I just remember the they, last game they played, and they won. Okay, well, yeah, they did. And uh, <laughs> listen, the the bottom of the second inning was very enjoyable. Yes, it was. It was over forty five minutes long. There was controversy. There were dingers. Uh-huh. There were. It, it was. Uh, it was great. Uh, I also liked that both starting pitchers were former Yankees. You had Hat from the Cardinals. You had Sonny Gray. I'd uh-huh. never seen Sonny Gray pitch in person, so it was good to see. Yes, Sonny Gray <clears throat> uh, enjoys Cincinnati a lot more than he does New York. Yeah, without a doubt, he does. Sonny Gray, not as tall as I thought maybe No, he he's might a small be. guy. I knew he was. Did he, did he, he always smaller. has like three or four unbuttoned t- shirt yeah, buttons, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did that. Um, uh, saw Rosie. Um, I saw. Uh, my parents' dog or Rosie Red? Rosie, Rosie okay. Red, Rosie Red, and nobody, nobody won the tundra. I know you probably. Well, thought you somebody do know might. in game one the Cardinals hit it. They did. The yes. Cardinals hit the sign, but yeah. it doesn't the, count the because sign it has says to be red. if Reds hit the sign. Yeah. So anyway, it's a good night. I got to uh, go with my parents. It was uh, it was a Father's Day outing that I had planned for my dad, and so um, we we got and to those go. Are great seats, nice too. experience. Yeah, it was well. Well worth it. Nice and convenient. And so it was a bit of a late night, so I'm kind of <laughs> operating on a little less sleep than on an average day. But that's okay because it's going to be a picture-perfect day today, uh, regionally especially. It may be in the top ten of the best days of the year, depending upon how you score them. And we'll continue to see some overnight lows for some people dipping into the 50s in the coming days. We're going to see a cold front arrive on Saturday for what looks like to be a cloudy day with some scattered showers on Saturday. But it won't be a washout setup, but it will. Um, there will be a chance that you'll have to dodge some showers on Saturday afternoon. But mostly sunny and 82 today. I like it. I mean, just look as, at it, Clark. Right? Ain't it beautiful? <laughs> as someone who has to, we have soccer tonight. <laughs> yeah. And soccer last week, it was, I think, 96 degrees, I think, a kickoff or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this, sure. This is going to be great. Uh, I mean, and the Reds, great. the Reds game at game time, oh, it was just, there was no humidity. It was just beautiful, beautiful night. Uh, high clouds late tonight. We'll see a low of 60. You may dip into the 50s and mostly cloudy and 83 for tomorrow heading into the long holiday weekend. So, uh, as the week and the weeks have progressed, you know, we're, I think some of the, as the days go, maybe there's less, uh, anger and passion over the Afghan situation. But now that the U S forces have withdrawn and a lot of people have withdrawn from Afghanistan, you're what's going to turn into, it's going to turn into a real humanitarian crisis, which you might not, um, you might not fully anticipate. We know, okay, the Taliban rules, they're in charge, but they're in the middle of a drought. The United Nations has been the one propping them up financially with food. And now that the UN food stores, you know, we're not, we're not giving money to the cause anymore. A lot of our allies are saying we're not giving money to the cause anymore. And so it's going to turn into a really dire situation for the Afghanis in just a matter of weeks. If you think the Taliban took over fast, uh, you know, it won't be much longer than that before they face a real hunger crisis. And that's one of the reasons people are dying to get um, 
out of that because they know that over a long period of time they are dying because a huge percentage of them don't even know if they're going to have a meal daily. And so it, you know, it's uh, it's going to be problematic. Closer to home, though, uh, here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, 4,941 new COVID cases reported yesterday. That's the third highest uh, number reported in a single day. There were uh, about 1,560, so about 31%. If you round up, it's 32%, ages 18 and under. 12 new deaths reported yesterday. Hospitalizations, there were seven less Yesterday than the day before on hospitalizations there, but uh, ICU is up 27 patients from 644, then uh, to 644 rather, 410 people on a ventilator, and that's 10 higher than it was on Tuesday. So if you can imagine, if we can get hospitalizations to net down over the next coming days, then you will, by virtue of fewer admissions, for hospitalization, you should see ICU and ventilator numbers come down as well. So it's all part of this, you know, there's a there's a process, right? There's a cycle to this. Positivity jumps up, hospitalizations come up, that means ICUs come up, ventilators come up. If you can lower if you can lower on the front end, then you will net down those numbers and hopefully they will continue to um, they will improve. But I still think there's a Labor Day hump that we're going to have to get beyond. Although I will hope that people have been fearful enough in just the last four weeks to see what's happening to say, hey, this is this is serious. I need to do something different. And the CDC, especially if you're unvaccinated, giving some strong advice about you should not make this your your average typical Labor Day um, because you know, it can be dangerous for you, especially right now. COVID-19 is a hot topic among legislative committees. We're about... We may be just a handful of days away from a special legislative session in Frankfurt called by the governor. So committees yesterday continued to hear the uh, interim joint state government and local government committees met together to hear testimony yesterday, hearing from some jailers, other people who are you know responsible for running detention centers. They're, they're having problems in those facilities. Also, the interim joint education committee, hearing from uh, people with the Kentucky Association of School Superintendents. Uh, sort of kind of giving some advice and and um, how how they're approaching COVID-19. It looks like a lot of the, you can expect the GOP leadership in Frankfurt, you can expect them to, to send forth rules or marching orders that's going to give uh, locales, municipalities, school boards, et cetera, superintendents, give them a whole lot of decision-making authority so they can tailor-make a and customize a plan that will help them based upon their situation and their circumstance. I told you yesterday, you know, that that will make a lot of people uneasy because, you know, there's a lot of pressure put on those folks. But remember, I said there's not a 50-state solution to this problem. There's not a 120-county solution to this problem. So if you can boil it down to its least common denominator, maybe you get a different outcome. But I did hear testimony from one uh, superintendent yesterday from Greene County. His name is Will Hodges, and they have what's called a test to stay program. Um, Schools are kind of in a teeter-tottering situation. So positive contact means then that a lot of kids are getting quarantined. When you have high level of quarantine, it brings attendance levels down. And when you're working on a funding model that is based upon attendance percentage, then you've got a, you've got a two-sided problem. 
So what they're trying to do if with this test-to-stay program is rather than immediately sending someone to quarantine, they are having a test-to-stay program that you are tested for the next uh, six or seven days, and if it falls on a Saturday or a Sunday, then they carry it over to the next Monday. And so long as you continue to test negative, then you stay out of quarantine. So just because contract tracing said you encountered someone doesn't mean that you became infected. And they're thinking that this keeps quarantine level numbers down and it keeps attendance levels up. So kind of a novel approach that I haven't heard of others using yet, but I would imagine all, all eyes will be on Greene County to see if it's a viable program and you may see other districts, um, follow suit, but I wonder how many tests that is. So if you're going to test for seven days in a row, multiply by the number of kids that are positive, that's a lot or that are positively contacted. Like they get contact traced. That's could, a lot of tests. Could Jefferson County schools do this or Fayette County or Boone County or Warren County yeah. you know, based on, yeah. I mean, Green County, I would presume it's not a very big district. No, I would imagine it's probably even smaller than the Grayson County District. Oh, I'd say probably but, without a doubt. But certainly not as big as Davis County or some of the you know some of the others that are there. But uh, lawmakers will have a lot to to weigh out uh, as they get into special session next week. Uh, Republican Senator Max Wise said yesterday that the goal for any pandemic related education measure should be to keep schools open while maintaining the safety of students and staff and to entrust local school boards and superintendents with making decisions that best fit their districts. So there you go. I mean, they're kind of already signaling what they're going to say next week when they get there. Is say, yep, if you need masks in your district, then we encourage you to do that. I'm curious to see. I bet the school boards, in some instances, like the way it is now because then they can just point blame. Sure. Well, right now they've got the cover of the Department of Education. You know, even so though it's the, not our rule, even though the governor, even though the governor uh, was kind of overruled on his ability to mandate it, now the schools are saying, "Hey, Department of Education says we have to do that." Now, if they were to walk it back, then you would see them in being a more indefinitely a more precarious position, but uh, not sure. Uh, also closer to home, well, even closer to home than Frankfurt had about a uh, about 5 o'clock this morning, Litchfield and Clarkson Fire Departments were responded to an apartment building on uh, Lehman Drive in Litchfield. The structure housing several apartments was engulfed fully when firefighters arrived. They were um, battled about 45 minutes inside and outside, so everyone, uh, my understanding is everyone, is that what you read, Sam? Everybody was able to get out. And yes. No injuries and good shape. More uh, will be on that at K105.com later on today. we have that later. A longtime Grayson County High School teacher, uh, Gail McCready, has passed a WKU doctoral qualifying exam. She's uh, taught English and communication and journalism and been down at Grayson County High School for about uh, 27 years. So it's a you know big deal and a uh, high level. It's a three-part a uh, qualifying exam consisting of two separate uh, research writing segments. So uh, congratulations to Gail. Um, you may remember earlier in the summer, uh, Tracy Johnston was in to uh, guest co-host while we had some uh, vacation schedules working through. And dear friend of mine, Tracy, so that Gail is Tracy's older sister. So for those of you that okay. don't hey, know, that's I, good I, knew, awesome. the, uh, I knew that Sam, you certainly didn't know that. No, so I was connecting no the dots. <laughs> okay, that's good. There you go. And I've heard... Reading the comments, seems like she really touch, touches a lot of lives. Good yep, teacher. Absolutely. 
They come from good stock, is what I'm saying. So it's a good good look uh, for for Gale. Congratulations on that. Kentucky sent a clear message of its commitment to track down human traffickers with a sting operation that has rescued 21 victims, netted 46 arrests, according to state leaders yesterday. The governor, along with um, uh, the attorney general, Daniel Cameron, state police commissioner, Philip Burnett Jr., they pointed to participating roles by various organizations to provide support services aimed at helping victims restart their lives. It was a 12-state effort to combat uh, human trafficking. You know, this is a problem that I I don't – I guess this has always maybe been a problem at some level, but the problem really seems to have uh, exponentially grown over the last few years, and our awareness of the problem has really grown over the last few years with – messaging in high traffic areas and people saying, you know, it's what was that program? Something about your eyes. Yeah. Your eyes save lives. That's a new initiative that uh, uh, the attorney general's office had launched statewide. You know, there are some tricks. There are some educational tips that things that you can look for that maybe don't automatically stand out, but they're succinct enough that if you spot them, it's, it's your way of knowing hey, there's something not exactly right there. And whether you're at the store and someone approaches you or encounters you in some way, or it's just, again, I, I'd never really considered how big a problem that it is, but uh, it, it definitely, definitely is. A federal bankruptcy judge gave conditional approval yesterday to a sweeping, potentially $10 billion plan submitted by OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma to settle a mountain of lawsuits over its role in the opioid crisis that has killed a half million Americans over the past two decades. Under the settlement, the Sackler family will give up ownership of Purdue Pharma. They'll contribute $4.5 billion, but the Sacklers will be shielded from any future lawsuits over opioids. So, in essence, Purdue Pharma would go bankrupt, but the Sackler family would not go bankrupt. Uh, I think you'll see an initiative, big initiative statewide or nationwide of a lot of places where their name is on um, buildings, and you'll see them trying to reverse that. You'll, you'll try and see people bury that from and remove names. And whether that's the right move or not in those cases, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of trying to you know whitewash all that because I think it's, it, it gets us to places that we end, we'll end up being that you know just aren't good places. You can't undo that stuff, but I also know that you don't necessarily want to champion bad behavior if you deem it bad behavior. But I also would say even if some of the Sacklers – are guilty or knew what opioids were doing and they still forged ahead and said, make as much money as possible for me and mine. It also doesn't mean that every person named Sackler is, is guilty or complicit. And so I just kind of go back and forth and like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this entirely. Uh, new CEO at the Corvette museum in Bowling Green. So if you're a fan of... Yeah, I think she comes uh, going, from the Country there. Music Hall of Fame or yeah, something. absolutely. She's did native Kentucky, and she's coming back up I-65 to Bowling Green. I guess she'll be on sinkhole observation duty. <laughs> yes. She'll, she'll go to work every day with her binoculars looking out for <laughs> sinkholes across the... Isn't that what they're most famous I, for now? I, I, I think it. so, yeah. No, Corvettes I, and I, sinkholes. I've gotten to see it. It's... it's <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the Bowling Green Hot Rods... 
turn into the sinkholes at least once a year now. <laughs> That's right. It's it's awesome. Uh, I also. I've not seen this video, so I'm hoping it's as good as it's advertised to be. As the pilot of a drone, I love footage like this. A Florida gator snatched a drone out of midair. A video showing a Florida alligator smoking from the mouth after it snatched a drone out of the air has gone viral. And so in the Everglades, these tourists who admitted they had only flown they had only flown the drone for the second time. Oh, dear. There's the smoke. See the smoke coming out of the alligator where he ate the drone? <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, I mean, it's awesome, but I don't know. Did it hurt the alligator? I'm not sure. So, But what they said was they thought the collision avoidance system... The, the uh, collision avoidance system on the drone would mean that even if an uh, alligator came up, that it wouldn't be able to get the drone. But um, the collision avoidance system is not faster than the alligator. No, I don't think so. I, I Well, it's clear. I, I got a lot of questions. Did, did they at least get the clip? Yeah, well... Did they uh, at least get the clip before? Because it records to the no, phone, it's doesn't probably it? Da- no, it's downloaded to the SD card on the drone. So the SD card is in the... In the gator. It's like Jonah. We'll just call that SD card Jonah. It's in the belly of the beast. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come back. we got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Nose. Today is Blueberry Popsicle Day. We don't... You know those Outshine bars? Mm-hmm. I need to put that on the list. when I, Next time I buy Outshine bars, I need to get the pop, the blueberry kind. Okay. I Sounds usually, good enough. Yeah, I usually get the strawberry ones. Do you really like blueberry? Mm, okay. I like them usually when they're on top of a piece of cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> it is, Sam, pay attention. It is Pierce Your Ears Day today. Uh, I'll pass. All right. All right. I'll pass. Suit yourself. You do you. It's also Spalding Baseball Day today. Sam, do you know the significance of that? Was it invented on this? I guess with did Spalding. See, when I think of Spalding, I think of basketball. Albert Goodwill Spalding was the manager, executive director, and founder of the A.G. Spalding Sporting Goods Company. On the anniversary of his birth in 1849, he became the first famous player to use a fielding glove in 1877. Hmm. So the Spalding Sporting Goods Company was started because of him because he invented the his, his the, the fielding glove that we know. I mean, Spalding's a big company. That led into basketball and golf and all the other companies. Well, if you'd so. have had more time yesterday, you could have gone to the Reds Hall of Fame, and they have one of those really old gloves there, and it's really cool. Would I have seen Pete Rose there? Probably not. Pete's not, not necessarily allowed, allowed around that much. Okay. Well, I know he's not a, a, allowed around the – Cooperstown Baseball Hall of Fame, but I didn't, he's in, you know, he is in the Reds he's Hall of in the, Fame, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. So that's why I was. was why I, I mean, was you thinking. will see his bust, but <laughs> his. You're gonna leave me on. on. <laughs> Do I? Should I ask him about his brazier? <laughs> Day number nineteen. <laughs> Of where's Quacky. Great transition. <laughs> First, we got to do day number 18 to tell you that Quacky spent the day yesterday on the lion at James D. Bevel City Park Pavilion. So if you've been 
to James D. Park, to, uh, Bev- James D. Bevel City Park, and to the pavilion you have seen this sculpture and this piece. And Quacky spent the day there yesterday. Congratulations to Christy Baxter. She wins her very own I duck. She she deserves like a double prize, doesn't she, or something? Because who she has to put up with For every the day? Nonsense that she has to deal with professionally. She deserves the rest <laughs> of the week off. To be clear. But to salve your wounds, Christy, for the nonsense you have to put up with, we have a K105 t-shirt. And you may win $1,000 on Monday because you have a duck in the ducking hunger regatta. Here comes day number 19 of Where's Quacky. It's your next to final opportunity to win. See this photo on the K105 Facebook page and tell us where Quacky is spending the day. Uh, Put it in the comment section of this photo, not in the show thread. And then this time tomorrow, we may announce your name as the latest winner. And if you don't win, uh, and even if you do win, you can hedge your bets by going over. And for $5 a duck, you can get your own duck for the regatta on Monday. And it's at gc-alliance.com. Colonel Debbie Childress will appreciate you going and doing that. So I've seen a lot. Quacky's made lots of rounds, visited lots of businesses. It's been a good fundraiser, but we need all the ducks to be adopted and sponsored ready for Monday. Monday, Monday. Yes? Yes. Monday, Mm 6 o'clock. And you can watch on K105 Digital Productions uh, to see if you win. A new survey of uh, 3,000 U.S. customers asked about their experiences across 10 industries and 100 brands. And during the second year of the COVID-19 pandemic, it should not be a surprise that Purell is the brand that people have used the most in the last year. Sure. I don't know that I've used necessarily Purell, but the the product itself, 100%. I'm a hand sanitizer snob. I I, I only use Perel. Well, I, mean, I, don't know I only this is. I only this choose Perel. Well. If somebody else puts it somewhere else and said there's hand sanitizer, I use it. But if I were going to pick it out, I'd be like, well, I've got to have nothing but the best. You got to give me Perel. I have some Suave in my car. Is that fancy enough for you? Suave. Mm-hmm. Rico Suave. Ane ane. Rico. You have to sing that song when you put your suave on. I'd be singing it quite often. That suave is shampoo. Yeah, they also make yeah. hand sanitizer. They, yeah, there's a lot of things that suave does. All right, so <laughs> who do you think was the second most used brand behind Purell? Germex? <laughs> no. Lysol? No. Zoom? Okay, yep. Followed by Netflix. All right. So Purell, yeah. Zoom, and Netflix, that's all you need to know to describe. Well, now, Charmin, <laughs> you know, you. <laughs> well, I'm surprised. I mean, we got two cans of Lysol sitting right behind me. I'm surprised I didn't didn't make the list. Sure. Well, I think that there's, I think Lysol, people use different kinds and different brands and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. But like Purell was kind of universal. Everybody was, enough people were using it. And then people ran to Zoom. I mean, Zoom is a company no one knew about 24 months ago, and then Netflix has also grown a a lot. But remember, we had a toilet paper shortage, and the um, toilet paper production has increased in the last few weeks because, as they are seeing, right, they kind of got caught flat-footed 
which is what led to a shortage in March, April, May, June, July of 2020. And now as they see levels spike up across the country, they went back into 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week operation to try and be ahead of the game, Procter & Gamble did, in case shutdowns start occurring in different areas across the country. So this this time they were forecasting it going, oh, we might find ourselves in situations. Now, what are they going to do with all that extra? I saw all the Ford trucks at Kentucky Speedway yesterday. I told you that there oh, are a goodness. lot. It comes all the way to I-71. Like, oh, they're, they're, they're bringing it down and then wrapping. You could not go and park your truck there. I don't think that you'd be able to find a spot at Kentucky Speedway. My Uncle Alan estimated there may be about 30 acres of parked. And they're not, they're, they're, they're uh, mirror to mirror. Oh, yeah. They're, side by they side. They are jammed it in there. unbelievable. A new survey says the chocolate candy is among Americans' favorite when trick-or-treating. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> All you had to do was ask me. You didn't need well, to do a survey. I didn't even like sweets, and you I would go with that. You weren't the fan of the raisins or the no, or the toothbrush. I don't, I don't or... like raisinets. Or I like raisins probably better than raisinets. If I'm going to have raisins, just give me raisins. I don't need uh, coated in me. something. You, you, you can have them both for me. Yeah, uh, I mean, if I were on a deserted island and somebody said, "Are you hungry?" I said, "Yeah, I'm really hungry." I said, "I have some raisins." I'd be okay. Good, I'll take raisins. But other than that, I... Yeah, I'd probably... I mean, I can eat them, I but. love raisins. I like raisins, but I would never... I can tolerate for raisins. I'd never walk like, up to a snack <laughs> basket and go, out of all I'll this take here, the I'll take the raisins. Raisins well, are more of a last resort. Well, it's kind of... There is nothing worse than expecting an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie and biting into it and it being an oatmeal raisin cookie. I will tell you, well, I don't want raisins in my cookies. Yeah, that, well, there if you is start out with oatmeal, worse. period... Like, I'm not a fan. <laughs> you don't like oatmeal cookies at no. all? Yeah. Uh, this is according for, uh, as we approach Halloween, chocolate came in first place. Gummy candy was second. Big fan. And then classic candy corn was the third choice. 82% of people and 93% of young parents plan to celebrate Halloween this year. 80% plan to trick-or-treat in 2021. And 82% of people are confident they will find a safe and creative way to celebrate the Halloween season. <laughs> By the way, there is a um, – it's selling very well on Amazon and wherever books are sold. There is a Nightmare Before Christmas cookbook and Ooh. also has crafting in the back oh, of the goodness. book. So if you're a decorator hmm. and crafter. So if you've got a, a Nightmare Before Christmas fan in your home, which we do, mm-hmm. might be a gift idea if you give gifts at Halloween. Or for Christmas, because it was the nightmare before mm-hmm. Christmas. Twix salted caramel. Speak of trick or treating. Twix salted caramel cookie bars are coming. Didn't we? Didn't we try this? Didn't Didn't Dennis bring this in, or Sarah buy this for Dennis to bring in? You yes, you mean did Sarah dispatch yes. these to <laughs> yes. the show? Uh, she might have, but I know we had we we had a variety of Twix, but this says that it's hitting the shelves in September. The new. It says new Twix salted caramel cookie bars will be a candy lover's dream. I saw something that concerned me yesterday. It was Twix seasoning that you're uh-huh. supposed to put I, on hot wings, and uh-huh. I said, no, thank you. I like, I like hot wings. I, I don't mind wings, Twix. And I like Twix. But I do I, not want them combined. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do it. And finally, this segment, if you're going to cheat the system, at least be smart. An Illinois woman was busted Saturday 
for allegedly using a phony COVID-19 vaccine card with a glaring typo to travel to Hawaii. So Hawaii has a pretty uh, robust screening program called the Safe Travels Program that to let you into the state. And you got to go through a questionnaire, got to upload your vaccination card, etc. Well, she bought a fake card, supposedly in Delaware, and somebody wrote on it Moderna. Not M-O, Moderna, which is what it really is. It was MAD, Maderna. <laughs> And that raised a red flag among screeners in I Hawaii. Why. I wonder why. So then she supposedly was vaccinated in uh, Delaware, but then they checked the Delaware database. No, no such vaccination on their records. They didn't catch her at the airport. She got through, and she gave them a fake reservation, which you also have to give if you're visiting Hawaii. You have to tell them where you'll be. They got her on the way back. She was trying to leave the islands, and they arrested her, put her, put her in jail, and she's facing did, fraud did, charges. Did they put her in jail in Hawaii? Two thousand dollars. The jail's not as nice as you might think in Hawaii. So, <laughs> but I mean, what? Still better than? I mean, she's getting to stay in Hawaii a little bit longer, isn't she? Jail in Hawaii looks like jail everywhere. It's not like you got a big picture window <laughs> and you're out on the lanai wearing your orange, your floral jumpsuit. That's not. That's not <laughs> how it works, Sam. We got to get to a break. Today's water cooler question is coming up here on In the Know. Did you know? People born during September and November are more likely to live to be 100 years old. If you're born in September, November, September and November, more likely to live to be 100 years old. I have a friend who was born in both September and November. I have one each, but I, I was going to say they yeah, were wait. born twice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, born again. I would uh-huh. get that one. Okay. No, I get yeah, twice and then born again. I was thinking as I was saying, and I was like, wait, I have one in each month. Okay, All but right. I don't have any family in either one. And I don't have any data to support why that is. I'm just sharing with you that if you study the math, you study the demographics mm-hmm. or demographics. If you mm-hmm. around these I, parts, we call them demographics. I don't. I'm not buying into that. It's it's a mathematical fact. It's 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 indisputable. I mean, I understand you might not want it to be that way, but you can't argue. Mm. Like it's a ones and zeros uh, formula. You're 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 speaking like an argument I have a lot. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's a, it's a stein, stein, This is numbers. This is not. You can't. This is not subjective. It is. Right. They studied it up. <laughs> of all the people who live to be one hundred. And you can listen to it. some of my conversations. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm like modern-day Siri. Here's today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win. We are going back today to giving you your choice. You can have either Holiday World or uh, Beach Bend or Kentucky Kingdom if you can prove to be the smartest person around the water cooler by texting your answer to 270-259-6000, 270 The question is this. In a survey of adults, this was found to be the scariest thing while growing up. In a survey of adults, this 
was found to be the scariest thing when growing up? Text the answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. When growing up. In a survey of adults. Again, we're asking adults. This was found to be the scariest thing while growing up. 270-259-6000. Congratulations to all you fans of... Cosmo, George, Elaine, Newman, and Jerry. All 180 episodes of Seinfeld are coming to Netflix October 1st. Yay! I know what you'll be binge-watching throughout yep. October and November and mm-hmm. probably are, are December. Are you not a Seinfeld fan? Oh, I love Seinfeld. Oh, I, say, I, I thought just, you were. I just don't download massive amounts of content and then put it on while I'm trying to sleep. Oh, well... I don't download it, but I definitely watch. I've very few seen, I've very few times, if ever, seen the message, are you still there? (laughs) (laughs) She gets the are you still there message every night. Four times a day. (laughs) Yeah, all 180 episodes. It was, it'd been on Hulu until June, and Netflix now has a five year deal for the show. So I don't know if it's one of those deals where it'll be on there for the next five years. But it will be available off and on because, you know, they rotate their content quite a bit. So that's good. Yeah, I can't wait. Debuting October the 1st. Let me scan across the copious copious number of answers here. Nope, not yet. No correct answer yet. In a survey of adults, this was found to be the scariest thing while growing up. What is it? When you hear the answer, most people are going to go, ah, yeah, that's right. At first, I thought one of the answers, I thought they were talking about Misty's husband in there. but uh, Okay, the J- I'll Jason. check into that. But, oh, I got, got yeah, it. Yeah. The Office, there. if you're headed to Chicago, Sam, you were just there, so you just missed it. Mm-hmm. Fans of The Office will soon be able to be immersed in an interactive experience based on the legendary sitcom, the comedy series created by Greg Daniels, Followed everyday work lives of employees in Scranton, Pennsylvania for Dunder Mifflin. And now the office fans can know what it feels like to head into Dunder Mifflin to work every day. And except um, instead of Scranton, their interactive exhibition will be making its way to Chicago starting October the 15th. They have collaborated to create the office experience. Fans will be able to see recreations of sets and props used in the series in a two-story exhibition complete with 17 rooms. I want to see Daryl out in the warehouse. That's the thing. The the characters make the show. Mm -hmm. Like, Creed Bratton needs to be there. Oh, absolutely. And he needs to be covered in blood. the, The warehouse... The warehouse was some of my favorite scenes. I don't know why. The because, basketball goal needs to be yeah, there. <laughs> because it was kind of, it was more rare that they would go out there. And so when you got to go there, it kind of stood out a little bit. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that part. I caught an episode over the weekend. It's what I like to recall. I, and it may be called that. Uh, it's the Jerry Maguire episode where Michael quits and then he walks through <laughs> and does the who's going with me and Pam goes and then they start their own company and she it, goes in and the begs closet. for the yeah in uh, uh in the condo yeah and then they move it to and so their first order of business is to have french toast <laughs> it's just, it's a really good they go to the they go to the bowling alley and get Ryan he <laughs> has to have Ryan it's really good they play uh, anyway it's on and on uh, let's see. Da, 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 let me scan through. Da, 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 sh- no, still not. 
Still not. In a survey of adults, this was found to be the scariest thing while growing up. Text the answer to 270-259-6000. Two Tom Cruise movies are on the move once again due to the pandemic. We are not going to get Maverick, Top Gun, Maverick this year. And we're not going to get Mission Impossible 7 this year. So Top Gun Maverick has been shifted to Memorial Day 2022. Mission Impossible 7 will now be September 30th, 2022. I mean, really, Memorial Day 2022 is not that far away. That's not that far, but they've been, it was supposed to come out last year, Mm -hmm. so they lost. I know you're really excited for this, right? I mean, mean, well, I am am hopeful that Uh it's good, but with so many classics. It, it it would be a little bit like, of course, maybe they did try at the time to give a sequel to Dirty Dancing, but I'm a... They did, but... You're called Havana Nights or something, yeah, something that what it was yeah. called. Anyway, it might be really good. It might... I, I don't know. There, it's a high wire act is my point. You'll be thrilled to learn Spice Girls are announcing their 25th anniversary re-release of their debut album. Okay. I'm Tell you what I giving want. you yeah. everything. Yeah. Give me that song, and I don't know that I can, <laughs> can name. I, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know my favorite Spice Girl. I know if I were in the Spice Girl, I would be. Right? I would be Old Spice. And I, have have you seen Honey Boo Boo lately? Remember, remember Honey Boo Boo? She is sixteen now. Honey Boo Boo is sixteen years old, and she has a boyfriend. Apparently. Her boyfriend, though, is 20. His name is Draylon. She's Elena. Elena Thompson is her name. She's 16 years of age now. I do kind of feel bad for her. Sketty has all grown up on us. That's crazy. (laughs) And uh, she's got a boyfriend there. So I was like, well, yeah. I mean, she still kind of looks like the same kid. So there you go. All right. The correct answer doesn't come in over the course of the break. We'll reveal the answer to the water cooler question next segment. Plus, we'll have point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, chart toppers, and more. That's ahead here on In the Know. And I drive and I think about my life and wonder why that I slowly die inside. MB's point to ponder for today. Does Sam know the significance of my board today? Believe. Yeah. I mean, that could be... Mm -hmm. I figured you were in the Twitter sphere enough that you'd probably observed, even though... My board today is kind of, if you know, you know. I thought you were just... I thought it was a comment that you just saw the Reds, so you want to believe that the Reds can win the World Series. I thought that's what it was. I don't believe the Reds can win the World Series, so that would not be it. Um, I didn't say I wouldn't want them to. I said I don't believe that they that they will. Um, believe is – that's a tip of the cap to Ted Lasso today. So if you are a fan of Ted Lasso, then – Want to be you, a starfish, right? You know I've read the, that. You know – well, I mean, be a starfish is one of the things, but there's yeah, a nice. pivotal moment in the program that kind of sets the scene for the entire show early on. And so you're seeing a lot of teachers use it. It's on a blue. If you look for it, you'll see it more places, especially in social media. It's a piece of blue cardboard, uh, blue construction paper, and it's got four pieces of tape on the corners, and it's just got in black writing, believe, across it. And it's supposed to be a little bit cockeyed when you put it on the wall and if you see the show you'll know 
So anyway, okay. just kind of a well. I it is coming soon that I. <laughs> and one of the reasons that I put it up there today is to remind myself. I believe I can remember tomorrow to download the new episode of Ted Lasso <laughs> when it comes out yeah, early, early tomorrow. Well, okay. So I guess That's I, was, I guess I was, I disappeared for a moment. Uh, the answer to the question, and to do a last minute check to make sure, because that last check it was not in a survey of adults. The basement was found to be the oh, scariest thing while oh, growing up. I, I, so really? my basement growing up, my dad had a cardboard cutout of Rick Patino. <laughs> that scared. That is a little bit. Scary. It was in the corner, scary, and it yeah. scared the. It scared me. I had to go and turn it around because every time I'd walk down into the basement, you'd turn the light on, and it was one of those faint basement lights. You'd just see a cardboard Rick Patino in the corner. It, I loved the basement at my grandparents' house. Depends upon how you used it. So uh, at the house that I grew up in. We used the basement was the garage. The laundry room was in the basement. So we were in and out of there a lot. Now, I didn't like it when crawdads would get in there. Like, that was scary because you never knew where you'd be like, oh, is there a crawdad in here? Um, that's where I learned to skate. That's where I learned to skate as well. We spent a lot of time in the basement. But now, the basement at my grandparents on Sinks Road, like there was one, the front side of the basement was okay. Powering. Got it? Mm-hmm. But... My papa had a room where he kept all of his, like, his fishing supplies and his stuff. And then back on the other side, you had to go into the cellar portion, like, go under and another portion smell. of the house. Yes, and it was the scare. Mm-hmm. Like, if you stayed in the one central area, you were yeah. okay. But if you felt... Yeah, we had ad- a room like that, too. If you felt adventurous, you could go, <laughs> and then you never knew what was hiding behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get it. When I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, the basement can be a really scary place. Especially if there's a Rick Pitino cardboard cutout. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. Uh, on television tonight, the CMA Summer Jam is on ABC. Million Dollar Listings Los Angeles, the season 13 premiere on Bravo. And on FX, the season 3 premiere of something called What We Do in the Shadows. I think I'll pass. Yeah. Yeah, none of that Cook, sounds... Uh... Cougar soccer tonight, too, at 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shameless plug. That's all right. <laughs> uh, and then we'll have a Cougar sports report tomorrow, mm-hmm. I presume? Yeah, because we get... Uh, they play Bullet Central, who's the Cougars, tonight. And then tomorrow, McLean County, it's who's the Cougars. So we all get right. back-to-back Cougar battles. Cougar, Cougar. Today's highlight in history, the state in 1969, in, some, in what some regard is the birth of the Internet, two connected computers at the University of uh, California, Los Angeles, so UCLA, Past test data through a 15-foot cable. I mean, if you ask Al Gore, say, he's not, Al Gore, yeah, Al Gore invented the Unless Al Gore was there that day, that wasn't the invention of the Internet. In 1666, the Great Fire of London broke out. The U.S. Treasury was established this day in 1789. General Sherman's forces occupied Atlanta during the Civil War this day in 1864. Birthdays today. Now, Sam, I need to get an opinion from you on this. It says former... United States Olympic Committee Chairman Peter Uberoth is 84. Is he more famous for being the U, the USOC chairman or commissioner of baseball? I don't even know that I know that name. Really? All right. Look it up. Huh. Terry Bradshaw, 73 uh, today. I know that name. Mark Harmon is 70 today. I know Terry Bradshaw. Jethro Gibbs. Big fan of Mark Harmon. Jim Connors, uh... Jimmy Connors, the tennis player, 69 today. Eric Dickerson is 61. Keanu Reeves is 57. 
Lennox Lewis is 56. Selma Hayek is 55. And Cat Williams uh, is 48 today. The comedian. Actor. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> yes? Is that his catchphrase? Huh? Hey, hey boo-boo. Hey. I, thought that was, uh, I thought that was Yogi Bear. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Yogi. Yo, Yogi Berra or Yogi Bear? Bear. Okay. No, Berra had some different sayings. Gone but not forgotten. Adolf Rupp, born this date in 1901. Billy Preston, born this date in 1946. Chart toppers. See if we can... Uh, pardon me while I drop a quarter over there in the chart topper machine. Here we go. 1954. The Crew Cuts, number one. With shaboom. So, for me, I think of Clue. I knew you would, and so here we go booking. And, and I know I've said it a lot on what I think of when I hear this song. Cars. Oh, yeah, Cars. We, uh, so we started talking about Clue, and now we're mm-hmm. ending talking about Clue. And Cars. Great movie. I'm glad you feel that way. Cars or Clue? I don't know that I've ever seen Clue, so oh. I can't comment on that. I can't watch Clue either. Oh, never comment. Can't comment. Uh, Hello, mother. 1963. Hello, father. Alan Sherman was number one. Here I am at. But I did learn Camp you 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 have a strong opinion about Tomato, right? You're not a fan of Mater. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. I went hiking with Joe Spivey. <laughs> I don't want to insult any uh, Cars fans. Well, I mean, you, you did a week or two ago when you when you started it. That was my one. I was like, okay, I got to ease up on cars. It's got a really good soundtrack. Does that help? It does. 1972, the Hollies were number one. Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress, in case you've never heard it. It's a good song. But i got to keep moving because I'm, well, I'm already late. Oh, by the way, I saw, uh, so uh, uh, KSR is coming up on the moose, by the way. So uh, I sat near and I happened to, to see momentarily uh, Matt Jones and Ryan Lemon who were at the game last night. It was easy to pick Ryan Lemon out of a crowd. Yesterday, when they look was... like you know how much I love you know how much I love Smokey and the Bandit, mm-hmm. and the characters Big Enus and Little Enus, mm-hmm. and they look like that when they're together because one is six foot four and one is five foot six. I see, and I one of my good friends is about five foot three, and with me being about six foot two, it, I get that same. Yeah, but as it turns out, Matt Jones is still a Cincinnati Reds fan today because they, yes, won, they won last night. They won. So yes. But see, I like it that. when he decides not to because <laughs> they usually decide to win then. <laughs> Sometimes the way I feel. All right, 1990. Poison number one with Unskinny Bop. All right, Jeannie in a bottle, Christina Aguilera in 99. Dangerous, Cardinal Official and Akon in 08. And Sam Hunt, body like a back road number one, four years ago today. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beach. I'm MB, and now you're in the know.